All right, on today's episode, we have round three of Tuan Nguyen talking about kingdom entrepreneurship. It's also a National Second Chance Month, April is, and it's also Good Friday and Easter Sunday coming up. And so we're going to be talking about all that. Stay tuned. You do not want to miss today's episode. Let's go. Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is Background Check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon, so tell them that I won't back down now. You can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn. Hey everyone, welcome to Background Check Podcast, where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back, it should pay you back. Pay you back, that's right. I'm Jay Dan Gum, your host, and today, with through the announcements, I have a co-host. Jessica. Yes, my oldest daughter. So she's going to help me out today. Uh, we're brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past. Realize their future. And we're also brought to you by Clarity Roofing and Solar. You, uh, you can call my friend Joe at... Um, at Clarity Roofing and Solar. He put a roof on our head at our old house, and then on this house he put solar. And you can call him at 469-386-9116, or you could visit clarityroofingandsolar.com. And listen, the storms have been crazy. So if you may have hail damage or wind damage and don't even know it, uh, the estimates are free. Call Joe today, 469-386-9116, or visit clarityroofingandsolar.com. We're enjoying our solar panels, aren't we, Jessa? Yes, I mean, we, we, get, we get to look on the app and see how much we produce and sell back to the grid. Isn't that cool? Yeah. All right. They should call, right? Yeah. Give them the number to call one more time. Uh, 469-386-9116. All right. You heard it right from, from Jessa. Okay. So, um, listen, I have some announcements. Uh, first of all, uh, keep us in your prayers with the new transitional house. We got till May 31st to be out of our old duplex. Uh, and then I'm going to try to talk to the, the, the new landlord to see if he'll let us go month to month, but he's going to jack the rent up $700 per side. So it's going to be costly if we have to do that. But the city of Dallas boarding home department who we are finally registering with, uh, it's, it's, it's a pain in the neck. I know God's going to get us through this and he's going to, um, he's going to help us rise above all this. I know that. Um, but it's, it's really, it's, we're struggling and, um, the owner of the house also didn't file some permits and they didn't realize they had to or whatever when they bought the house. Anyway, the city's now got, you know, wanting them to take care of some permits before we can even lease the house. So it's kind of crazy. And we've already spent money on upgrading code for plumbing and everything. So y'all just keep us in your prayers. We need the timing of all this to work out. We need the permits to be all done by the former or by the owner so we can sign the lease and get in there okay and we're also still looking for i think we're looking for land now i think that uh the building an existing building may not exist so i think we're looking for a little lot to build on so y'all just keep that in your prayers too okay if god wants to bring a building i know he will so anyway we're, we're, we're trying to get that resource center right jessa yes i'm really you excited be, you want to be the receptionist <laughs> yeah so uh okay um 
what are we gonna oh we got a shout out we got a shout out to the polensky unit the polensky unit uh didn't you just go there to do interviews i did i did with my friend matt you don't remember matt I, i'm trying to remember if when he got out if you were a baby when we went and did stuff together but he went to a ranger game with us so i interviewed matt i was locked up with matt at the lockhart unit oh the very first time he was locked up and then he got out and then he went back and he's been there for 10 years he's up for parole matt we're praying for you bro uh shout out to the kyle unit chaz i go to the kyle unit a lot mm -hmm. and uh kyle uh kyle unit we're, we're coming back soon i don't know when but we're coming back soon we're gonna do it even bigger and better god's gonna show up even even bigger and better uh let's see polanski um no ellis unit ellis unit now has their tablets shout out to leaf leaf we are praying for you buddy okay you and tyler i can't wait to for y'all to do kingdom impact out here in the world man uh, we're, we're lifting you up in, in prayer. Okay. Uh, let's see. Do we have any other announcements? I don't know. Do, do you got any announcements, Jessa? My birthday's October 25th. Okay. But that's, that's, <laughs> that's a little ways out. Uh, today's good Friday. Oh yeah. You, Cause you're off school. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, other than just being off school, what is good Friday? What do you know? Good Friday to be about? It was when Jesus died on the cross. Oh, okay. Well, why did he die on the cross? To take away our sins. Why do we need our sins taken away? So that we're not bad. So that we're not bad. Okay. All right. So we can be where one day? In heaven. Yeah. With him, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so Good Friday is not that good for Jesus, right? Because he got, he got killed. Uh, but, you know, Jesus died and took on, when he, when he was on the cross, Jessa, he took on and died for every sin in the world, even the really, really bad ones. There's some people that have committed really bad sins that are in prison and society and church sometimes thinks those sins are too bad for Jesus to, to, to forgive. Can you believe that? That people think that, but he did, he died for all of them. And if anybody who commits the sin of gossip or lying or murder or a sex offense cries out to God and asks for forgiveness and confesses their sins. He is faithful and just to forgive all their sins and cleanse them from all unrighteousness, which means that if they turn their hearts over to the Lord, they'll be in heaven with us. Woohoo! Woo so, and, and, you know, it's important that we, we talk about Good Friday being the, the time that Jesus was crucified. But man, three days later, what happened? He rose from he the rose dead. He rose from the dead. And that, that is called resurrection power. There's power in the blood that he shed, but there's also power in the resurrection. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. the, 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 the blood over our sins cleanses us, but then the resurrection power gives us freedom and power to walk in our new life that he gives us. Isn't that good? Now, what, is, what else does Easter mean for you? Eggs, candy, eggs, eggs. chocolate, <laughs> sour candy, money. How, how many Easter egg hunts have you been on so far? One. And then how many are you going on today? A bunch. And probably then, just one. Though. And then and then Sunday. And then yeah, probably and then, another. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But you know it's not all about the candy and chocolate, right? No. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So, uh, well, we got to get to the interview. Uh, we got Tuan on again for the third time. Third time? Is yes. that the most on the whole podcast? He's the most. That's the most. <laughs> Can you believe that? That's He's getting lot. married, too. 
Ooh. Yeah, we're going to go to his wedding. I heard kids aren't allowed. <laughs> kids are not allowed at Twan's wedding. And because uh, it's going to be it's going to be uh, uh, somewhere uh, in Mexico. And me and mommy are going to go hang out with them with no kids. So <laughs> congratulations to uh, Twan and Olivia. Uh, they've been engaged for a while, but I uh, probably never said it on here. So, all right. I love you, girl. Thanks for thanks for co-hosting with me. Thank you. All right. Tell everybody that they're going to love this interview. You're going to love this interview. Here it is. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Background Check Podcast, where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. And today's guest uh, needs no introduction. He's been on the show. This will be the third time. And with this third time, it will he will um, he will be on the show more than anybody else. So, uh, without further ado, welcome uh, Kingdom Entrepreneur, uh, engaged, uh, just all around good-looking dude and uh, godly dude, and uh, uh, just a friend of the show, a friend of mine and my wife's and my family's friend of our ministry, uh, Tuan Win. Come on, come on. God is so good, J. Dan. It's good to be with you once again on round three. Here's the thing. I like to have you on the show because when you're on the show, we always win. It's a win-win situation, man. <laughs> uh, I'm fired up. So if you're if you're tuning in and this is round three of uh, just hearing uh, me and J. Dan just talk about life, today's going to be exciting because not only am I checking in, but I, I'm reflecting today. Yeah. Of just God's goodness, uh, it's it's been four years now since coming home, and God's done so much. the The topic for today is going to be something around entrepreneurship. Yeah. I, I think this is a really hot topic. I get to go into prison now um, with a, a class, Jay. So this is the first update. Through the seeds that I sold for for four years at Prison Fellowship. Now I have my own class, and the title of the class is How Successful People Think Come on, by John Maxwell. Come on. And here's the coolest part. Everybody that comes to that unit, guess what? You got to come see me. <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. Because, you know, like back in our worldly days, in our other kingdom, kingdom, kingdom of darkness days, you know, uh, people that knew us, if they wanted a certain drug or they wanted certain something, they knew they had to come see us. Yep. You gotta, you gotta come see me first. <laughs> and now, and now God's flipped it all Man. around. And, and guys, this is going to be, this is going to be a different episode than we've done. The very first one was about him sharing his story. The second one was about some updates in his life and a little bit of his story. But today we're going to enter. We are actually at a conference together right now at, per this recording at the time of this recording, we're at a hundred, hundred X, expansion conference with Pedro Adeo and man, it's been incredible. I mean, just being here with you and, and Corey, uh, and our friend Tom as well, hanging out with you guys in kingdom company, mm. but also, uh, now we get to talk about kingdom business with you and kingdom entrepreneurship. So, um, so yeah, man, let's, what do you want to hit first, bro? Man, this, this scripture just downloaded me right now. So if you're, you're tuning in, uh, you got a pen, you got a paper, just memorize this. Deuteronomy 8.18, okay? One of my favorite scriptures now when it comes to entrepreneurship. And I'll just kind of paraphrase it. It says, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability. The ability to produce wealth. 
I want to emphasize the word ability here because the word ability is talking about a million dollar idea. It's an, it's an idea. Nowhere in this scripture is God saying, I'm going to hand you wealth on a silver platter. You don't have to do anything. Just pray about it. Yeah. No, he's saying, I've given you abilities, these ideas, these gifts, these talents to go out into the marketplace to produce wealth. So number one is God's not against us producing wealth. What he's against is don't forget where it came from right. when you do succeed. Okay. Uh, and I just felt like somebody needs to hear that today. You, whether you're in prison or whether you're just an aspiring entrepreneur, you need to know that God has given you downloads to produce wealth. So Why? good. Because at the end of the day, money is a powerful tool for us to have a living, to build a legacy. Um, Miles Monroe, you know what? You know what I love when we talk about kingdom. Doctor Miles Monroe, one of my favorite Bible teachers, says, "You know what the world's attracted to, J. Dan? Two things: the world's attracted to wealth and success." Mm. And so if you want to have influence, especially if you want to be a kingdom entrepreneur or just a, a successful entrepreneur, you need to have some type of wealth in a thing. It doesn't have to be money, but I know a lot of people that have a wealth of knowledge. What are you successful in? Because if you want people to listen to you, you need to be successful. Right. You need to have some type of wealth. Yeah, and I agree. And, you know, uh, I, I ran into this guy one time. He 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 helps people write short books. He calls them punchy books. Right. And and he and he tries to get them to focus in on what they consider themselves an expert at. Mm. Like, what do you know more about than you think the average person knows about? And let's write a little small hundred page book about your expertise in that area. And he teaches people how to do that. And he shows how when he started doing that, instead of trying to write a novel. He starts showing them that if you have knowledge that people want, they're going to read a short book that you've written. Mm. And so you're right. I mean, wealth of knowledge. I mean, there's people writing these short books that are mothers that have prodigal sons uh, that or that have uh, addicted kids, that addiction. Right. And, and these mothers are writing these short 100-page books. Wow about the expertise they have in, in living life with an addict. Mm. Uh, and so there's all kinds of success is different than wealth, you know, and, 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 and I like that. We are, we are addicted to those. We want to be wealthy. We want to be successful, but, and, and, and in some senses we were in the kingdom of darkness. Yep. So now how do we, how do we translate all that man? To, I mean, cause you were, we were gifted in sales we were gifted in all these areas in kingdom darkness business. So how do you how do you transition all that into? Kingdom? Yeah, that's a great question because I'm gonna go. We're gonna go in really deep today. So if you're taking notes, definitely uh, we're gonna drop some bombs. It's funny. I go back to prison every single week, and I have a group of guys of maybe forty to fifty in my class. Shout out to the Carol Vance Shout out unit. To Carol Vance. What's the Prison yep. Fellowship Academy, right? Prison Fellowship Academy. Prison Fellowship Academy. Oh, and say uh, shout out to Prison Fellowship Academy on the Polunsky unit. Come on. Uh, with Don. Don uh, has invited me uh, to come speak there. I'm going to go there and speak at the P PFA there. Yeah. So. Uh, Polanski just got their tablets like less than a month ago, I think. You know what? I, so. I want to go to Polanski with you. All right. Okay. All right. I want to go to Polanski with cool. you. I would say, you know, I have these group of guys that come in, and I would I would guess 90% of them, they want to be their own boss. How many of y'all listen right now really want to become your own boss? 
And we talk about entrepreneurship a lot because everybody has this desire to be successful. Nobody wants to fail, but I want to remind you that success is predictable. Yeah. And what I mean by that is when I started studying the Word of God and just really leaning into his uh, precepts, his laws, everything was given to us because it's a roadmap to success. Yeah. We didn't have that when we were in the streets. Well, it's crazy because you're asking me about, like, you know, we, we were serving the kingdom of darkness. And so w- when we first started talking about this podcast, I was like, man, I got some pretty cool downloads that we can kind of jam out. So it's crazy to think. Oh, you know what? Let me. Can, can I give a title to this podcast? Sure. Okay. How about this? From zero to millions, the path to prosperity. Nice. Let's talk about that. Because everybody listening right now, especially if you're in prison, you're like, zero to millions? I want to hear about this. I mean, outside of that, you know, stimulus check they got, most most <laughs> inmates have zero, you know? <laughs> right. So I really want to talk about how I went from zero to making multi-millions in my business in literally just the past two years. I call it the path to prosperity. I want to dive into that a, a little bit later, but let's talk about how things started. It's crazy to think all my street hustling skills were transferable. Okay. Let me explain. When I sold dope, it required certain skill sets. All my dope boys that are listening, <laughs> y'all know this. Y'all eat this up. Y'all leaning in right now like, okay, hold on. He's talking about dope boy status? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were these skills? Number one, vision. I had a vision. Everything began with an idea. Yeah. I grew up watching gangster movies. Have you remember who? Like Scarface. Uh, one of my other favorite movies was Menace to Society. <laughs> you remember that old wow, dog? Wow. Juice uh, with Tupac. And, and there, was, there was this fascination of, man, that's really cool to sell drugs. I don't know where that came from. It came from watching movies. Yeah. Because I, I saw this figure and my imagination was like, you know what? I want to be cool. I want to be significant. Well, they glorify it. They glorify There's it. There's like a certain glory in doing that. Mm, that's so good. Now, the music. I was listening, uh, I'm, I'm 43 now, so what was I listening to? NWA, uh, all this gangster rap. Yep. And everything glorified making money, chasing fame, dope, and women. Yep. And so that's that's the idea that I had. And so what was the desire I was chasing, right? Because every one of us is chasing after something. Uh, a lot of things that we chased after landed us in prison. Like yep. for me, I came back three times. Because my desire was I was in search for significance, right? I wanted fame. I wanted glory. I wanted money. I wanted the women because that's what I saw and that's what I desired, okay? So everything began with a vision, right? And with vision, now I want to kind of dive into the next one and, and jump in and interject. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Feel, right? So with the vision, this is the, we're, we're talking about the old me, right? The old J. Yep, Dan. Yep, yep. With vision now. I wanted to be a dope boy. That was an idea. And I desired it. And the more I desired it, it helped me become. Number two, I had to have communication. So with the vision, I had to learn how to communicate that. So the more I spoke about it, the more clarity I got. The more I spoke about it, the more connections came my way. The more I spoke about it, I became confident because that's what I started believing. And you see how important communicating the vision now brings the right people. I'm not saying they were the right people. Right. 
But the more we spoke about it, it yep. attracted like-minded individuals, even in the dope game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same now. We're at a, this kingdom conference because I've shifted my communication. And now when I talk, I'm so honed in on speaking a certain way. It attracts like-minded believers to want to know, hey, I know your story. What do you do? That's so good. Yep. That's so good. Yeah. So we got vision. And then we talked about communication, right? With the vision now. I have to learn how to communicate this vision over and over and over. Here's the thing. If I sense hesitation in how you communicate and it sounds like you don't believe in it, I'm not going to believe in it. Yeah. So if you're telling me that you're a bona fide dope boy trying to sell this product to me, but you don't look like you're really confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be like, nah, you dude, you're really sketch right now. It's the same thing in business today when I help and, other coaches. And it's like what they say, is, is this good dope? And, and then you, you go... Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. You ain't <laughs> confident in that. You cut that thing three times, right? <laughs> you know. But if you if you're like, hey man, this is some fish scale. This is ice. This is glass. You know, yeah. when you say it with confidence and you know what you're what you're dealing with, then uh, you know, yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, that's good. Keep going, man. All right. So we got vision. vision we got communication. communication. What, what else do we need? What, what what's some other skill sets? Y'all write this down. Number three, marketing. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Now that I got the product. I had to study the marketplace. Y'all with me on this one. What were people paying? What were the prices? Are there special deals if you buy more? What type of, uh, you know, uh, when are the best times to sell? You know, what clubs do I go to? You got to put yourself out there. And if you have the high, the, the, if you have the, the better stuff, who are you going to sell that to? You're not going to go down and sell those to the, the ones that want the $10 hits. Right. You're going to go sell them to the guys that want the eight balls, the, you know, the 16th, all that stuff, you know, because and so you got to know what you're selling. You got to mm. know what you got. And then, and then, uh, and then, you know, when you know what you got, Man. then you can market it correctly. Cause oh. if you're selling, if you're selling the good stuff at cheap prices to the, to the wrong people, when you know you should be marketing it, you know, like, I mean, so in, like in Dallas, I don't know how it is in Houston. Yeah. But in Dallas, man, it's just a matter of going across the, the Trinity River. You know, yeah. on one side, there's there's people that want a certain type of dope. And on the other <laughs> side, the north side, they want the better stuff. They're, they're willing to pay for it, you know. Yeah. So it's all about marketing. And, and, and you got to know your stuff. And, and you, you know what uh, you reminded me of there is you have to know your audience. Uh, what, what, what came to mind was... I love serving this higher quality of clients. Yeah. And what I mean by that was people that had a, a stable nine to five, knowing that on Friday or even at the beginning of the month, I know at the end of the week, end of the week, they got a paycheck and they're ready to party yep. and they don't need me to front them anything. Right. They pay cash. Sometimes they pay even more because I can offer them a deal because money is not an issue. They just want the best product right? versus catering to someone that wants the cheapest prices or they want stuff that are free and they don't have a job. It's all part about knowing yes. your audience yes. right there. Uh, you know, when we talk about marketing and branding, I love uh, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. He says this. This is a really powerful quote. I say this over. He says, branding is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Think about that. So good. In marketing, I wanted to build a solid reputation for myself when it came to, you know, just having the best product and then just also having integrity. Now, I failed miserably in trying to build <laughs> a, a, a profitable brand for a season because I just hung out with 
some bad marketers. Yeah. And they've messed me over, and in return, I've messed a couple people over. But it was such a learning process. I remember I used to go to the smoke shop every single week just looking for these cool baggies because I wanted to build this brand right. around my product. You wanted to distinguish yourself from other people. And I wanted to give like a certain name too as well. You know? How did that TV come on? I don't know. You want to stop it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we had to take a little pause. We edited some of this other stuff out, but the TV in the hotel room just came on. Just came on. The devil is alive. <laughs> Devil's trying to distract you from hearing these kingdom business entrepreneurship things. So, uh, but yeah, you're on a roll, man. You're on a roll. So keep going. Yeah, we were just talking about knowing your audience, your target audience. I mean, it's just the quality of clients that I wanted to serve. You know, so that's that's the marketing aspect we talked. Well, and, and let's let's see how like when I go share my story, and sometimes I get paid to share my story, and sometimes I go do it for free. But I also know my audience who I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to share my story to sixth graders the same way I share my story to uh, the man camp coming up yep. uh, at the end of April. We have all adult men. I'm going to share my story a little differently than I would sixth graders. You know right. what I mean? So marketing is all about knowing your audience, and you're absolutely right. And Because when you know your audience, I love the way John Maxwell said it. John Maxwell, when he gets invited to speak, he calls him ahead of time and says, what, I think, I can't remember the exact question, but he's like, how can I best serve your, the audience you want me to speak to? Yeah. What, what, what can I bring? What do you already have going that I can speak into and pour into? And I just love that because that's showing that you, you may not know your audience, but now you're preparing by asking questions about mm -hmm. the audience so that you can be the most effective when you're there. Yeah, that's so good. Marketing is so essential too, and uh, it's definitely a, a skill set that we all need to learn. I want to talk a little bit about selling. All right, so we talked about vision, communication, marketing, and then now the valuable skill set of selling. Listen to this: if you want to make a bunch of money, get good at sales. Get good at sales. Say, say it again. If you want to make a bunch of money, get good at sales. I mean, it sounds so simple. It, people forget. They think sometimes the product just is going to sell itself, you know, and sometimes the product does sell itself, but you still have to get good at sales. Absolutely. I tell the guys in, in, in class every single week, like learn how to communicate and communication. Let me just clarify this. Getting good at sales doesn't mean, you know, you just being a straight savage and just trying to close people and just impose people on this product. Getting good at communication and being a great salesman is learning how to listen, right? Because if you want to make a lot of money, you have to find problems and fix them. A lot of us are not good at sales because we don't know how to find the problem. And you find problems by uncovering what's valuable to a person. Okay? And you do that by, by asking, asking questions. questions. Come on now, Jay. It's all, life is about asking questions questions Man. jesus asked so many questions i think i think jesus asked over 300 questions isn't that crazy it's crazy jesus asked over 300 questions and i think the the, the pharisees asked him 183 questions and he only responded back uh maybe to three of them that's good that's good sometimes he responded back with another question yep you know uh 
So that's why I tell the guys there is you need to learn how to communicate. You need to learn how to invest in communication. That has by far been the most valuable skill set that I have learned and allow God to develop when I was in prison that has changed my life and my business once I got out is learning how to sell myself, learning how to tell my story, learning how to articulate it. When, I, when I'm given a chance to share my testimony, I gotta know my audience, meaning yeah. that I can tell it in 30 minutes, I can tell it in one minute, I can give you a 30 second testimony if I wanted to, but I got so good at telling my story or selling my story that now it has made room for me. It says your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. And a lot of that's just through sharing my testimony of what God's done in my life. It's called story selling, okay? And a big part of story selling in marketing and in sales is, number one, uh, it's all about, you know, what do you want me to do, okay? And when you're selling a product, everything's centered around, okay, at the end of this, I want you to buy something from me. Right. But you can't just get them to that part of buying. In the part of the story, you have to inject emotion yep. into the process. Because here's what I want you to do, but here's how I want you to feel. You know, and I've just learned that through the course of time of how important it is to tell my story over and over and over. Your story never gets old. Nope. And I can't tell you, and Jay, you can you can testify to this. How many times have you told your story and it opened up doors for you? Oh, yeah. And that's how our background pays us back. Come on. I mean, our background stole so many things from us. It stole relationships. It stole money. It stole time. It stole family. It stole so many things, so many opportunities from us. So the only way to make our background pay us back is to tell our story. Mm. And... And when we tell our story, now let's, let's, let's not even talk about business at this point. Let's just talk about the kingdom of God and, and, and saving souls and reaching the lost. When you tell your story, you're telling it in a way that, that your goal is to evoke emotion from that person so they can see that the story you're talking about, the Jesus you're talking about is real. And then they begin to feel that in their heart. And then next thing you know, you're leading that person to the Lord and praying, wow. praying a prayer of salvation with them. And so that's when you learn to do that on a spiritual level and a kingdom business, an entrepreneurship level, man, you're going to succeed spiritually, financially, relationally in every single way, you yeah. know? That's so good because the whole the, the whole the whole context of today is entrepreneurship, but it's from a kingdom perspective, right? And so, what is kingdom entrepreneurship at the end of the day? There's there's uh, there's one definition I'll share with you. It's someone that's been called by God with their gifts and their talents to build a business that can advance the kingdom of God. Now, whether it's through finances, whether it's through just ministering daily, using your business, for example, for me. Uh, we can talk about how your business is a kingdom business. Uh, I help other Christian coaches that are looking to start and scale their online business through coaching, right? And a big part of this is I want to be able to help more coaches make more. And the reason why is at the end of the day, I don't care what you say, making money is very important when it comes to just taking care of your family. I see so many pastors, Jay, that are stressed out about money, yeah, you know, and they love serving and they don't, they, they love serving. And they, and as believers, we have such a heart to serve, but we're scared to sell. You know, there's this guilt and the shame where 
I don't know if I can charge that, you know, and, and what I want to do is I, I want to set some people free. I want to help these Christians that help them overcome the, the fear of charging what they're worth and actually get paid. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. I mean, there was people that followed Jesus, even some of the women. People don't realize that some women were funding Jesus's ministry. Yeah. Uh, Jesus also made money appear in fish. Uh, I mean, th- finances was not void in Jesus's ministry. And, and you know, who knows what that would look like, what Jesus's ministry would look like in today's time. Hmm. You know, would Jesus have a, a, a an app? Would he have, you know, would he have a YouTube channel, a, a click funnel? You know, would he have what, 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 you know, yeah. who knows? And, uh, but, but you're right. A lot of, a lot of people, and I think it's, some pastor's fault. And then I think it's just some religious people's fault, um, that, that we think that everybody in ministry has to be poor unless you're the pastor and then you can drive the nicer cars. Um, I like how Pedro said it, you know, uh, the prosperity gospel is not of God, but neither is the poverty gospel. Mm. You know, I like that. I like that, you know, um, because I think he did. There's, there are verses where, where it says we will prosper, yeah. whatever you put your hand to, the uh, the the grass withereth and fadeth away, um, but you, you whatever you put your hand to shall prosper. My friend Keith Kraft has the declaration. They say before before every service, they the, they talk about you should be planted like like a tree by rivers of living water, and whatever you put your hand to, it shall prosper. And so so the prosperity gospel is different than prospering as a Christian, as a believer, as a kingdom entrepreneur or as a kingdom person. It's, it's so different because he calls us to prosper. Mm. And, and, you know, sometimes prospering looks like making money. Sometimes prospering looks like different other things. Um, but yeah, we get this religious culture has really, um, has really, has really hurt us, hurt our mindset. And I don't think God's called us to, you know, I like what Pedro said. He said, he said, what do we do? We send the poorest, brokest missionaries over to the poorest, broken areas of the, of the world <laughs> to Man. teach them how to be poor, broke Christians. <laughs> Man. Why wow. aren't the wealthy, why are we sending wealthy, prosperous Christians over there to show them how to plant businesses and schools and different things? In a, in a way to help them make make their own money and make their living, and then they, and then they replicate it yeah. in in their own country. And now you could even leave, and now look what you've sown into that country, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I I thought that was Pedro's rocking my world, bro. I yeah. never even heard of Pedro this, until this weekend. So yeah, he's good stuff. World. It's good stuff. Uh, I had a mentor once say this. He said, "If you want to help the poor people, don't become one of them. Get rich first, right? Get rich first. Because you can help so much more people if you learn how to build wealth. And, yeah. and, and, and what I mean by building wealth is building wealth the right way, God's way. There's, there's an ethical way to build it. You know, I, I want to, can I just drop a couple of scriptures for y'all yep. just to write down real quick? Because I want to I give y'all some context here. Uh, I want to give you a couple Proverbs that I live by now. Proverbs eleven twenty five. 25. It says, the generous soul shall be made rich. And he who waters will be watered himself. Uh, here's another one. Proverbs 12, 11. Those who work their land will have abundant food. 
But those who chase fantasies mm-mm-mm, have no sense. Mm. How about this one? Y'all going to love this one. Lazy hands make for poverty, but the diligent hands brings wealth. Mm-mm. Even the lazy man has a desire to become wealthy. You know that, Jay? Yep. Yep, yep. The difference is he just doesn't he yeah. just do the stuff, do the work. He doesn't show up and do the work. Uh, and, and I'll give you guys one more, and then we'll, we'll kind of dive into a, a little bit about uh, how, you know, how I went from zero to millions and just this path to prosperity of, of an, an entrepreneur. Proverbs 13, 11, all hard work brings profit. The key there is hard work, y'all. But mere talk leads only to poverty. Don't talk about it. I know I used to talk a good game, Jay. But, man, I want y'all to really walk this out. You know, don't be just a consumer of the word. Uh, Don't just consume these podcast episodes. Like, learn how to implement and take the actionable steps because, you know, the the things that we share is to really empower you. Um, And it's a roadmap. There's a roadmap there for us. Well, well, I loved what I love what Pedro says uh, about this weekend. He says, "I'm I'm going to give you keys, and if you read mm. the Bible, uh, God gives us keys. Yeah, to, He gave Peter keys to the kingdom, you yep. know, or of the kingdom, uh, and and God has given us all those same keys. And there's keys to unlock blessings. There's keys to unlock, mm. you know. And sometimes the key is obedience. Sometimes the uh, the key is you know, trusting God, increasing our faith. Sometimes the key is to, to, to do this or do that or listen to whatever. And, and, and we're, you're giving keys. And sometimes every guest that comes on the show. And sometimes when I, when I go solo, what we're trying to do is we're trying to share keys that we know that we use and have unlocked certain things mm. so that people listening, whether you're in prison or out of prison, when you're getting out, you, when you're, when you're in prison, you, you need a certain set of keys. Mm. Uh, to unlock things in there, but then when you get out, you're going to add some more keys yeah. to your to your keychain, wow. and you gotta you gotta make sure that you know. My dad used to be a janitor. He uh, when he retired, he was when he retired from the light company TXU. He was just he loved being janitors at, at different buildings, our school, and all this stuff. And you always knew when he was coming. Come on, because he had that that keychain was just like. Thirty or forty keys on there, yeah. and you could hear him walking because it would just, and and the world needs to know that we're walking around. They need to see us coming. They need to hear us coming because we have the keys. My dad, I mean, if anybody got locked out of a room, they would look for my dad. Yeah, because he had the key that unlocked a door for them. Mm. And as kingdom entrepreneurs, as kingdom people, the world needs to 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 know that if they need a key to unlock a door or a, a client that comes to your, your coaching business um, can't get in, in a door that they want to get into in their space. They, they, they'll, they'll hear, they'll, they'll hear the keychain on your belt jingling and go like, all right, Twan has the key to unlock what I have. I'm, I'm unable to unlock now. I mean, I got yeah. four or five keys that I wrote down this weekend that I've, I, you know, things that I didn't even know things that I heard. One thing I heard all my life, but he gave a different perspective on it. Yeah. So now that key has a little different cut in it. Same key, but has a little different cut and opens a different door for me. So, uh, you know, I remember when I was in prison and a big part of just uh, got working in my life was just evangelizing. And I learned this concept of uh, finding key men in the city. Okay. Yeah. Y'all bear with me here. Okay. Because some of y'all are the key men to the city. 
And what I mean by the city was it was just a, a certain network. And so when, when I always was just evangelizing, I was always asking God to give me influence. And but I wanted to impact was I wanted to <coughs> connect to key men. And these key men, they had bigger influence. They had the keys to the city. You see where I'm going with yeah, that? Yeah. And if I could win them over to Christ, if I can influence them and share the power and the vision of God's plan for their lives, how many more lives could they impact? Because they're key men. Yeah. There's there's somebody on this call right now, this podcast that's listening in, you're a key influencer in God's kingdom. Maybe you haven't built a relationship with Jesus yet. I'm talking to you. God wants to use you because you're a key man and you have certain keys that unlock doors to certain people in your life. That's a good one. I'm glad you're saying it and saying it exactly the way you're saying it because there's I know there's people out there listening that are not saved. They're not kingdom yet. Yep. <clears throat> and and they're wondering if they've done too much wrong to be accepted in the kingdom of God. They're wondering if they have anything to offer because of what they've done, their shame, the guilt, the background. They're wondering if if God will take them in. They're wondering if you and I will take them in, if if any business will take them in. And they're wondering, you know, but 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 what you're saying is God has given them special keys and, and they're key men and they will be key men in the kingdom of God. Um and and and, and you're basically saying here's the thing the gifts and callings of God are without repentance or irrevocable. That's Romans. And God gives us all gifts. Yep. That's when we're born, we're born with gifts. We're going to use them for bad or we're going to use them for good. We're going to use them for the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so the, the gifts and callings that that person you're talking to right now, who's not saved and is wondering if he can even be valuable part of the kingdom of God, you're letting them know that he's a key player in the kingdom of God. And that, and that once he says yes to God, that God is going to use all those same gifts that he used for the, for the world. He's going to use them for the kingdom of God. You know why I can confidently say that today? Because I'm a product of that product. It's the same thing that happened to me. I have everyone ask me, hey, what's, how did you become successful? I want to do what you do. I want to do what you do. I want to, I want to be an entrepreneur. I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't want to work a day job. I don't want to be employed. I don't want to work minimum wage. Uh, I want to be successful. I want to make six figures. I want to make seven figures. Like, yada, yada. You know what I tell them? It's like, if you really want to do what I do, you have to be willing to do what I did. So the question is, are you willing to do what I did so that you can actually do what I do. I got that from John Maxwell. I learned that in prison. <laughs> but it's become a big part of my story. Yeah. It's because so many people want to live this laptop lifestyle of yeah. just being an entrepreneur where you can travel remote. Right now, me and my business partner, we get to travel, we get to go on vacation, and our business runs by itself. And it's this semi-retired lifestyle that we wanted to be able to do the things that we love the most, but also have freedom in time and also financial freedom that ultimately at the end of the day is my drive of why I wanted to be an entrepreneur but then also now bringing in the kingdom perspective where as I'm building the business every single day is just ministry for me right you know 
there's not just ministry on Sunday. It's ministry every day because this is who I am. And you're not getting burned out I'm by not the ministry. <laughs> I'm not getting burned out because I'm learning now that passion doesn't always equal profit, right? I was passionate about going back to prison. I, I got out. I started a nonprofit. It was called Prison Transformation Initiative. I had two board members, two of my homeboys that I was in prison with, and we were down in the day room just writing down these visions of how we're going to transform. You, even had, you had logos. I, you had, had lo I did all that. You know what happened when I got out? One of my boys backslid, and he was the one that was supposed to be, uh, you know, handling all the paperwork and doing the fundraising and stuff. My other boy, he got promoted to working with Alpha, and he be he was making good money doing that. And now I'm all by myself. What happened to the nonprofit? The nonprofit went nowhere because I didn't know how to raise money. First of all, right. I thought this was a great idea at the time, but what God was showing me was, nah, not now. And I always questioned myself, Jay. I was like, God, was that really your idea? Or was this a, <laughs> this was an idea that I thought was really good and I wrote down? And either way, Romans 8, 28 says that all things work together for good. So here's what I learned through it. It wasn't a bad idea for me to start a nonprofit because I learned so much through creating one. What I learned real fast is in entrepreneurship, if you want to build a profitable business, you can't come in with a nonprofit mindset. Yeah, and I think I think here's the deal. What what were your goals for the nonprofit? Because I feel like now that you have a for-profit company, you're still going to be able to to fulfill some of your nonprofit goals and dreams to help people. Your goal was to help people. Your goal was to go back into prisons. Your goal was to to help people find you know, their calling in kingdom entrepreneurship. Your goal was all these things to help transform people. But guess what you're doing in your business? Guess what you're doing in your kingdom business? You're helping people transform. You're yeah. bringing about transformation. So I think what, what and we're learning that there's some things that we're going to be able to do with our for-profits that we couldn't do with our nonprofit. But essentially, if, you're, if your goals are the same, if you have goals to help people, then find a way to, to, to make it a for-profit business. You know, forget all the, I mean, there's still, you get tax exemptions if you're a nonprofit, but you get tax deductions if you're a business. So you don't lose anything, but if you can find a way to make money and help other people at the same time, that's, you, 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 you're, you're more productive that way. Does that make sense? Now you're not asking people for money, you're making money, and then you're still helping the people you want to help. Yeah. I love that because the vision's never changed. My vision to impact and transform and build leaders in prison has always been there. The only thing that changed is now I'm learning how to build a profitable business as an entrepreneur. The coolest part now versus my idea from back then is now I've been able to create some success in my life where I can come back and add so much more value than I would have if I was just maybe building a nonprofit where I wouldn't be able to talk about entrepreneurship. I couldn't talk about how I can, you know, how you can help people make money online because it, it wasn't the same path. There's nothing wrong with a nonprofit. It's just at the end of the day, you have to choose your plan. For me, I had no idea on how to build a nonprofit. Yeah. You, you chose to go the nonprofit route. Look what God's doing in your life. 
you're a blessing because now you're helping prisoners come home. You have uh, transitional homes. You're building a resource center. Your path of success is one way. I tell guys all the time when I come back to prison because they wanted to do everything I do. They want to go get certified as a, a Maxwell coach because they believe that if I get my leadership certification, I'll learn how to speak, I'll get on stages, and I'll make a ton of money like Tuan. Here's what I tell them. I was like, hey, look, I get it. You guys, you guys want you guys want to do what I do, but what I'll share with you is my way is one way. It's not the way. And so I have to bring in other guys that have different levels of success to show them that entrepreneurship, it's great. It's not for the faint heart. Right. It's not for the faint heart because everyone, yeah, they want to quit their nine to five. I don't want to go back to working for a boss. I don't want to build other people's dreams. But with entrepreneurship, if you don't know how to lead yourself, you're going to fail mm. miserably mm. in yeah. entrepreneurship. And I'm saying that right now because there's some of y'all right now that are going to be listening to this and saying, you know what? I want to be gone, become an entrepreneur. Before you say that or write down your vision and your goals on that, I want to ask you this question. How well do you lead yourself? Do you hit that snooze button every single morning? Do you have bad habits? What's your character? What's your competence? Do you read daily? Are you disciplined? Because anyone can have a desire to become an entrepreneur. Not everyone's cut out for it. You know, it's great that I can help other entrepreneurs make like 10000 20000 50000 even $100,000 a month. It's life-changing. Like, when I look back at my life where I was making $11 an hour, I couldn't even take anyone out on a date when I first got out. I don't even know how, how I survived, Jay, making around $2,000 an hour, 40 hours a week. There's this thing called- No, the, you didn't make $2,000 an hour. You oh, wait, no, no, $2,000 a month. A Excuse month. me, all right. $2,000 an hour and 40 hours a week. That's pretty good yeah, money, bro. Excuse me there. <laughs> I understand. I, I, I learned this. I, I've learned there's four levels of value. And I want to talk about this as we kind of wrap it up. Okay. There's four levels of value in building wealth, right? The lowest value was the implementation level. And at this level, it's the people that do the thing. And when I got out, I was doing the thing. I was working at a machine shop slaving away 40 plus hours a week and i thought that working overtime would help me make more money right because of course it, it doubled but i was a slave yeah. and i was working as a helper at this machine shop scooping up trash and doing all this hard labor i hate hard labor <laughs> i just think about it i was like a bird trapped up in a cage because this was all i knew supposedly at this time yeah. and i was the person that did the thing I cleaned up all the trash. I rode around in the forklift and I was trading away my time and my muscles for money. Hmm. Listen to me. I was trading away my time and muscles. I was trading away a physical resource. I'm getting older. You know this, bro. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not as flexible as we were before. Uh, nope. I was trading away a physical resource, which was my muscles for money. And that's going to wear out. You're going to die. You're going to get old. And then two, I was trading away my time. You know, time is the most valuable thing that you can have. Yeah. That's why I tell the guys every time uh, that, that they're in class, like, learn how to redeem the time while you're in here. Because the Apostle Paul says, walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, according to Ephesians 15, uh, 5, 15, and 16, 
redeeming the time because the days are evil. You need to learn how to redeem the time while you're incarcerated because redeeming the time is about improving opportunity, securing what was lost and buying back time. Time is something that you'll never get back. I learned the principle here is if I got out and I had the same mindset I had when I came in, I'm going to be slaving away at a nine to five mm. for the rest of my life because I never improved on my communication skills. I never learned high impact skills that would help me make more money. And I'd be that guy working at McDonald's for the rest of my life. And I'm not going there yeah. because I never invested in myself. That's the implementation level. You do the thing. You're the hardest working person in the company and you get paid the lowest. Hmm. Don't be that. Yeah. You can start off there. I'm not saying some, some of y'all won't start off there. When you get out, get a job. But that's not the final destination. Right. Okay. If you move up into the levels of values, the second one is the unification. Now you learn how to manage people that do the thing. You get paid a lot more. Now you have more benefits, but you can also still be very capped off on how much you make. Depending on how high your management position is, there's a level, there's a salary that you get capped off at. But that's not where wealth begins. You know where wealth begins, Jay? Is at level three. And at level three, it's called the communication level. Hmm. Right now, we're doing a podcast. Yeah. This is a level of communication. Let's just say, for example, me and you, Jay, we have like a product that sells for $97. And this podcast right here is featured and listened to by 10 million people. And one day we say, you know what? We want to drop this $97 membership offer, and here's what it includes. Bam, 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 bam. It's a killer offer. And out of the 4 million people that are faithful listeners to us, 500,000 people say, I'm in. I don't even know how much that is. Because now we're using communication yeah. as a level yeah. to actually add value but also make an offer. Yep. Communication is when wealth begins actors singers coaches speakers now you're using your gift of gab to be able to communicate your message to the masses and if you have something to offer them a product or a service you can make millions and so millions good. of yeah. dollars the last phase you know what it is it's the imagination phase hmm. you look at when when i say amazon who do you who, who, who do you think of Jeff. Jeff Bezos. When I say Tesla, who do you think of? Elon. When I say Twitter, who do you think of? Elon. These, <laughs> these people were imaginate and they, 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 these, these people have come up with ideas. Yep. And these are the greatest entrepreneurs right here because they are not trading away their time and their, re their physical resources for money. What they're doing is they're creating new ideas and yep. they're making a ton of money doing this. And here's the thing. Some of those people are not kingdom people. Yeah. And and it's 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 sad because the Bible clearly says uh above all you can think or imagine. imagine. And the devil's greatest tool and greatest deception is to try to take away our imagination. Yeah. Because he knows that God has already promised that that he will give us above anything we can think or imagine. So the devil wants to um, wants to take our imagination. Tuan, listen, man, this has been just a just this has been a blender, and we've taken all these things and put them in the blender, and we've just made this great smoothie for everybody to drink from. 
And so I want to thank you for your time today, man. Uh, any last words before we go back to the con- conference? I, here's my final word of encouragement for you. I don't know where you're currently at, uh, whether you're incarcerated, where you're about to go home, maybe you're just listening, driving in the car. Entrepreneurship is one way. It's not the only way. For me, that was the path I chose. I believe that God is going to use me and is using me right now. And I would believe the same thing is for Jay. He's using our story and our testimony, our mess into a message. And now we're learning how to build profitable businesses that can actually help and empower others. Now, is that part of your calling for everyone that's listening? I don't know. But here's what I can say. The path to prosperity has three phases. The first part is preparation. Preparation. You have to prepare. You have to have a vision, whether you're incarcerated or you're just listening. Maybe you're an aspiring entrepreneur and you would say, you know what? I know I was made for so much more like this corporate nine to five. It's great. The benefits are cool, but I feel like I'm a slave to this. Maybe this message is for you, but you have to prepare. When I was in prison, I had to prepare for five years for the appointed time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had to prepare. Nobody sees that. Nobody sees all the times that I, I invested in myself where I woke up early and I practiced speaking to a wall because I wanted to be a better communicator. The second phase there in the path to prosperity is where most people don't make it past. That process is called pain. Hmm. See, you have you have to have a high capacity for zero in this area. And what I mean by that is growth is painful in building an online business and becoming an entrepreneur. You have to have this high capacity for zero, which means there's going to be days where you won't make any money. There's going to be months where I made zero dollars and my self-limiting beliefs were haunting me saying, you're not cut out for this. Man, go back to getting a regular day job. Your, your cousin has a crawfish restaurant. You can make some good tips. That's what I had to go through. Wow. I had to have this high capacity for zero. And people give up. A lot of people give up during that phase. It's because it's painful. And it becomes a hard season where it's like, I don't see no money coming in. And you, and you get all the encouragement. You go to church and the, and, 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 and the prosperity gospel is preached to you. And you're believing and you're holding on to faith. But that pain process is what you have to go through, realizing that there's going to be many days where it's going to require patience. But my word of encouragement is you want to get to that prosperity level is don't give up. Don't give up. No option B. Anytime that I look back on my life and I gave myself an out such as, well, you know, if this doesn't work out, I always got to I can always go work with my cousin at the restaurant slinging crawfish. There's no freedom in that because now I'm always double-minded. Right. And I want to leave you with that right now. If entrepreneurship is part of your calling and right now through the sound of my voice, you feel it in your spirit and I'm stirring it up, go all in and stick with it. No backup plan. No backup plan. God didn't have a backup plan for sending his son Jesus. He went all in. Did you say the last one? Prosperity is the last one. Okay, all right. So path <laughs> to prosperity is preparation, preparation, pain, and then you're there. All yep. right. Thank you, Twan, for coming on the show, bud. I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. I look forward to it. I don't know. Uh, y- you know. Uh, maybe, d- maybe we'll just have you on once a quarter. Yeah. How's that? Y- y'all let us know. All right, dude. Man, yeah. uh, 
Corey just made a bunch of noise coming in the door. That punk. It's all good. Save my seat. Expect all right, unexpected, y'all. <laughs> we'll see you, man. All right. Thanks. Okay, man, what an interview. Man, I tell you what, each time with Tuan, it just gets better and better. And every year that goes by in his life, you know, we've been doing this show almost three years now, and this is his third time. And every time we interview him, something better has happened. And uh, and he's just going to another level. And that's what it's all about, man. God never meant for us to be and stay at the same level that he called us to when he first called us and got us saved and we gave our hearts to him. He, he never meant for us to stay there at that level, okay? And uh, and I'm telling you, man, Tuan just laid it out perfectly. You know, uh, he got the, the, the different levels, the implementation, the unification, the communication, imagination. Oh, man, the imagination, guys, is so is so important. You know, the, the devil is going to do everything he can to get you to quit imagining. Im- imagining. I mean, that... It's as simple as that. But, you know, when we were kids, imagination came easy. It came easy when we were kids. And and the kingdom of God is no different. The Bible tells us to um, th- that if we don't accept the kingdom of God as a child, and he talks about childlike faith, I'm telling you, man, I think part of that is our imagination. What do you imagine? The, ver- the Bible verse talks about, um, beyond anything we can think or imagine. So how big is your imagination? He talked about um, preparation, pain, and prosperity. You know, he, he's so right. You know, um, the prosperity gospel is is different than God wanting us to prosper. Okay? Uh, you can prosper as... And lower class people can prosper, middle class people can prosper, and upper class people can prosper. But at the same time, if you're prospering the way God wants you to, you're not going to stay at the level you're at. And and Tuan is just—he's incredible. And uh, and I, I remember what he said about you know Deuteronomy eight eight eighteen. We've been given the ability to produce wealth, and and God given ideas. I read a book called Dream Giver in Prison. And uh, I believe God's put a dream or purpose inside all of us. And the devil's trying to get that dream to not be fulfilled, to, to get us to not pursue it. And so, uh, but just remember, when, when God does give you, you know, a little, steward it well. And then he'll give you more, steward that well. And when he gives you a lot, steward that well. Uh, I love the, 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 the video is out there you can you can look it up but but it talks about poor people talk about money rich people talk about things and wealthy people talk about ideas and i think those ideas are the ones that god puts in their heart so you could be wealthy and not have a lot of money because you're talking about ideas and if you're wealthy and talking about ideas one day you're going to have the money you are and uh you know there's no vision without provision um I mean, you can have the vision, but then you got to have provision for the vision. So uh, I also liked what he said about, you know, um, being a key man, being a key man. You know, and I gave the example of my, my dad, you know, when somebody wants in a door, you know, they, 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 they went to him to unlock it. And, you know, and, and you have been called to be a key to the kingdom, you know, 
and a key person, the key influencer, a key connector, a key producer, content creator, whatever. We are made in the likeness of him and he's a creator. So we were, we were meant to create something with our imagination. Man, Twan, Twan just said it, he said it best, man. He says, he says a lot of things really good. And, uh, Twan, we want to thank you for coming back on the show. We can't wait to have you on again sometime. So, excuse me. Um, Let's lift Juan up. Again, he said someone who's listening to this, it doesn't matter whether you're in prison or working out or whatever, someone listening to this is a is a key person, is a key man, woman. And so you've got to step into the kingdom to be that key person, all right? And no matter what, no matter how much bad you've done and no matter how much time you've lost, God can redeem the time. He's going to get back everything the locusts ate and he's going to redeem the time. All right, let's lift up um, uh, let's lift up Tuan and Olivia in prayer. Father, we thank you right now that you have literally taken Tuan from zero to millions. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for uh, partnering, giving him a key woman to partner with so they could be a kingdom couple. And uh, we thank you for the, the, all the planning during this uh, engagement time, Lord, is just that it goes smoothly and everything happens exactly the way you've uh, allowed it to order to be in Lord. And we just thank you for them. We thank you for, um, we thank you for premier uh, coaching. We thank you for their coaching business, Lord. We thank you that you're taking that coaching business to a, to another level, Lord. And it's, it's, it's incredible how much, how far you've already taken them. But Lord, we know that's not all you have for them. So we, we pray over their coaching uh, business we pray over the coaches that come to them. We pray over. We pray over his class at uh, at uh, the Carol Vance unit. We pray over all the people in that class. Lord, we thank you for for just taking Tuan from zero to millions for your purpose in him. And it's not about the millions. It's not about. We know it's not about all the money. It's about his heart. And we thank you for changing Tuan's heart one day. It took a few times in prison, but Lord, it, some sometimes it, you know it's National Second Chance Month. But sometimes we need more than more than one second chance, and we thank you that you still believe in Twan, and that you believe in all the people that he goes into the prisons to minister to. Lord, we lift up the listener to you right now. Lord, it's Good Friday. You died. You died for them. You died for every sin they've committed, every sin they may commit in the future. We want to become sin less. We want to sin less. We know we'll never be completely without sin, but we know we can sin less with the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, this Good Friday means that you died for our sins, every sin. You died for the drunks, the alcoholics, the drug addicts. You You died for the murderers. You died for the sex offenders. You died for all the sins. You died for the gossipers on the front row in church. You died for the... The, the envy, you died for the greed, you died for the, the, de- the deceiver, you died for all the sins, Lord, and we thank you for that. We thank you that you didn't stay dead. You went into the depths of hell and the grave, and you grabbed the keys, and, the, and then you, you, you came back from, from the dead. And we thank you for that, Lord. You're the only one out of every religion that raised somebody else from the dead and raised your own self from the dead. So we thank you for that resurrection power.
that lives in us. The same, your word, God says, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And so I th- we thank you for that power, Lord. We thank you for that. And um, Lord, we just speak uh, Emmanuel. God, you, you have a lot of names that, that we call you by. Jehovah Rapha, Nisi, um, uh, Jehovah Jireh. But Lord, you also, your name is Emmanuel. And it means God with us. So this Easter, Lord, this Easter weekend, I just pray that everyone who doesn't usually get a visit realizes that they can have a visit from you right now. Emmanuel, just come into that cell while they're listening on this tablet. Emmanuel, come into that bedroom while they're listening before they go to bed. Emmanuel, come into that weight room while they're working out. Emmanuel, God with us, be with us. And we we don't forget what you did for us this weekend. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Guys, I went in about a week and a half before Easter to jail, and then I got out of prison two days after Easter. So Easter season is a very special time. I know God does miracles every single day of the year. He does, does his work every single day of the year, but man, I know he loves to work around it's a special work around the Easter season. And uh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you all for listening. Share this with somebody. And uh, and remember, remember what Twan said, okay? Uh, you, you are a key person in the kingdom of God. And your key is needed to help unlock yourself and others. All right, y'all have a great weekend. And um, we'll see you on Monday. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.